And so I spent, that was in April, from April to November, so six months kind of deconstructing my religion and trying to figure out what trauma had caused me somewhere in my subconscious that made me not want my son to experience that. And it was honestly going through that faith crisis was one of the hardest things I've ever been through. Hello, my gorgeous, confident queens, kings, and monarchs out there. This is your confident mama out here ready for season two of getting to share some incredible interviews to help us all live our best, most confident lives as parents, partners, and business owners. Let's get going. Well, good morning, Mindy. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. I'm glad we're able to make this happen. Um, do you, I guess, want to just start out by introducing yourself and a little bit about you? Sure. I'm Mindy. I was born and raised hardcore believing Mormon, part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I married my high school sweetheart when I was 19 years old. We are still married, still together. We have four children, ranging from four to ten. So we had him about every two years on the button. And yeah, I live in a really small town in Utah. And with uh, just two years ago, my husband and I left the Mormon faith and have been experiencing life a lot different than we had planned since then. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I found you from your Instagram, which you do a lot of like ex-Mormon content on there. How has that been for yes. you? <laughs> It's been good. Instagram is where my heart lies. I got big on TikTok and I love TikTok, but Instagram, um, I really enjoy writing things down and processing that way. And then what better way than to just share your journal in a public forum? It's a great time. So that's kind of what I've done, but it's been really good. Instagram has very much been a reassurance to me with people being like, no, I get that. Or I experienced that. Or just that validation of feeling has been really, really good. Yeah, it's definitely like uh, your own personal online journal that other people get to like add to, uh, which is very cool because it, it, it is very interesting for me, like seeing your content and being like, wow, like I relate to a lot of what she's saying um, because I also went through the same thing, grew up, you know, very, you know, hardcore conservative Mormon. Um, and then I married a non-Mormon man when I was 18, almost 19, so oh, we're wow. on the same age. Um, and I had my son and am going through a divorce and, you know, um, just a lot to unpack there. So I definitely oh, relate yeah. with a lot of what you have to say. You definitely so. would. <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting, it's helpful and saddening to me that so many people can relate because I'm like hopeful that no one's been through similar trauma or issues, but then when people have, I'm like, I'm not alone. So it's always this like weird, conflicting feeling when people are like, I get it. I'm like, yay, but no. <laughs> so it's interesting. That is the best like reaction I've ever heard. Like, yay, somebody relates to me, but I'm so sorry that you relate to me. Exactly. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Well, and I feel like there's um, a lot of us, not just like within the Mormon community, but a lot of other, you know, kind of 
conservative religions out there too that are kind of going through a similar like you know um faith crisis and a lot of people leaving like organized religion as a general so what was what is a faith crisis I guess to start with and then what did yours kind of look like can you unpack that for us Sure. So a faith crisis is basically exactly what it sounds like when you start questioning whatever religion you're in. It doesn't even have to be Mormonism, you whatever religion where you, something tickles the back of your mind and you start to have doubts, you start to have questions. And my faith crisis ended up in me leaving. That's not always the outcome, but it is a more common one. For me, it happened in the Mormon faith. Your children get baptized into the church at eight years old. And when my eldest was eight and supposed to be baptized, I realized I had this need to protect him from his baptism. And I couldn't explain at the time why that was or why I was having these feelings of like, I don't want him to be baptized because it's this huge like thing in Mormonism. Everybody comes, all the family and friends, and you, you kind of a big get together and it's exciting. And I was like, I should want this, but I don't. And so I spent, that was in April, from April to November, so six months kind of deconstructing my religion and trying to figure out what trauma had caused me somewhere in my subconscious that made me not want my son to experience that and it was honestly going through that faith crisis was one of the hardest things I've ever been through and it's so lonely because the majority of my family and friends and social group and support system is Mormon and having doubts is very shameful and not having that faith is shameful and so you don't want to tell anyone you're struggling with these things so it turns into a very lonely, scary process because especially in a high demand religion like Mormonism, it's not, I believe in the church. It's, I am a Mormon. Every decision I make, everything I believe is right or wrong. Everything I am is under this construct of being a Mormon. So when you start questioning that and realizing maybe this isn't true or maybe this doesn't work for me, it's overwhelming and terrifying. So it can be a very traumatic really hard process which unfortunately for me it, it was those things so yeah yeah <laughs> and it's so true like when you grow up in that kind of um a space like that's who you are at the core of your being you have all of these like values that were instilled in you from a very very young age that now you're like wait do I even still believe in that like is that a, yes. a core part of me or a core part of what I was raised with <laughs> exactly exactly and I feel like it was so hard when I went through this I was 30 I was married I already had my four kids I was very established in my life and then all of a sudden to realize I don't even know who I am anymore but I'm still I'm still married I'm still mom I'm still these things like I felt like a brand new person still in my old life and it was so weird and it was such a traumatic thing to try and figure out who I am and how that fits into the life I have now before me well and being married to a man I'm assuming you guys probably got married in the temple right yeah yep yep um and like having that be the basis of your guys's kind of relationship too what was that like for you going through that and like having to bring your husband along that journey with you and, you know, it was super interesting. My husband, his name is Greg. Um, we got married as babies. And when I met him, we were best friends before we started dating. And he was inactive or he was technically Mormon, but he wasn't really participating or going to church or following the commandments or whatever. 
And when he realized he wanted to marry me, he knew he had to come back. And so he did. He had to go through like this repentance process where you have to, you know, talk to your bishop about your sins. And it was a very long time. We had to wait a very long time for him to be temple worthy because you have to meet certain standards in order to enter the temple as a Mormon. And so I kind of drug him through all this. And then he didn't go on a mission because he didn't believe in Mormonism. And that's also a very shameful thing in Mormonism to not go on a mission, especially as a man. It's very heavily encouraged that you go and spend two years serving the church on a mission. And so we kind of spent our marriage in this weird in-between where I knew he didn't fully believe. Like I knew on some level he was doing the Mormon thing for me because he knew it was important to me. And he was willing, gosh, I don't even know how he did it, but he was willing to sacrifice and, and do these things for me to make me happy. So when I started having doubts and questioning, I kind of let him in on it a little tiny bit, but I also was scared to tell him everything because I knew he wasn't really in. And I knew the minute I was out, he was going to be done. And that almost was more pressure in a faith crisis being like, if, if the church is true, if this is my one way to heaven, and I'm the one who pulls us out completely, you know, including our kids and Greg and everyone else. Like, it just felt like it wasn't just my faith in question. It was going to be his and our kids and possibly our eternal family. So uh, it was very interesting and a little, almost made it extra lonely because I didn't feel like I could tell him everything because I knew he would leave. So the minute I was done, I was like, Mormonism isn't true. It's, you know, harmful and it's teachings. I was out. I told Gray and he was like, yep, over it. Like he was done. He was like, no more, we're good. And I think he was relieved, honestly, that he was a very patient man because at that point we had been married 11 years. So he spent a long, long time faking it till he made it in Mormonism. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's probably kind of a blessing that he was that way because I have heard of, you know, like people having to be in like a mixed faith marriage and like that being really hard um, on the other side of things too. So, no, I feel so blessed because that is, oh, I can't imagine how hard that is in a marriage because. Mormonism is what you are. And if you're not following certain teachings, you believe you're going to be separated from your loved ones after death. So I can't imagine on marriage trying to make that work where the one spouse is like, we're not going to be together after we die because of the choices you're making. That would just be hard. So I feel very blessed that Greg left when I did. Well, and I know um, like there's a lot of like, drama that comes from like that whole idea of the eternal family within you know the Mormon religion and there is so much like shame and like you have to stay in it or you're gonna completely ruin this for not only you your spouse your children but also like your parents and siblings and all of that too so how was that for you um yeah that's it's really hard and it makes leaving the religion really hard because your family again mormonism is um you save yourself by your work some christianity it's like no jesus already sacrificed for you you're saved you just have to love him and be a good person or in mormonism it's like you have a list of things and it's a very long list of commandments to keep i mean everything from what underwear you wear to what you drink to what you do on sundays to literally everything is in that basket and so when your family sees you making these bad choices and they realize you're not going to be with them forever, it's heartbreaking for them. 
and in turn can cause a lot of relationship issues between family members because they're they're sad they're not going to have you after death they're frustrated by your life choices they're seeing you follow Satan down these paths and it can be very very hard and especially in my position where I speak out against the church that's like the ultimate evil like you don't get much worse than that than speaking out about God's one true church and these beliefs they hold so dear and so close to their heart and so when I started speaking out I honestly didn't even realize 100% the ramifications that were going to come from being so vocal and it has caused me to lose um, family members that just won't talk to me because of my choice to speak out. And this actually this last summer, I took a long break from social media trying to figure out, you know, is this worth it? Like, is it worth having these family members in pain and not talking to me? And, and I realized, uh, kind of went back to why I started my social media, which was when you're going through a faith crisis and you're alone and you can't talk to anyone because everyone seems to be led by Satan or you are ashamed of yourself because you're having doubts I wanted to be able to be there for someone someone who was like me and struggling and just in the depths of despair and alone and um it made it worth it to me and realizing that I started back up again and it's just been it's been healing for me it's I feel like really good for others people find friendships and relationships and understanding and that validation that your feelings are normal and natural because the fight for Mormons is often you know like you don't understand the gospel or you were in a weird ward with a weird culture. Like that's a culture thing. It's not a rule of the church. And they make you feel like you just had a bad experience. It's not the gospel's fault. It's not the church. They're perfect. You just had a bad experience. And so when someone can kind of lay out everything and be like, this is a problem. And this is why it helps connect those dots and helps you be like, I'm not crazy. Like this is a problem. It's not just in my experience. It's a problem throughout the church. I always got that excuse. The church is perfect. The people in it are not. And that's why we struggle. But like there are literal doctrines in the church that I don't agree with whatsoever. So what do you do about that? Like when you, when you hit those roadblocks, like, well, you said the church is perfect, yeah. but I don't necessarily agree with this perfect church. And it's, doctrines that I have been taught since I was a child so what do I do with that and how do I begin to unpack that like <laughs> yes no it's heavy and especially with having kids leaving and then being like well what do I believe about these big topics you know like abortion or the LGBTQ things or I mean drinking or premarital sex and you know you have all these ingrained ideas and then all of a sudden I was like I have children who now I have to find healthy ways to teach them things because as I went through each thing after I left and kind of researched and decided how I felt about it, my view on most everything shifted completely the opposite direction. And in doing that, I finally figured out, you know, who I was and what I felt was right and wrong and not necessarily what someone was telling me was right and wrong. And it was freeing and liberating and terrifying, but it's been such a beautiful process. And I feel now, you know, so much more true to who I am. And I actually feel like I'm able to love people so much more truly than I ever did as a Mormon. There's no judgment. There's no, well, you would be happier if you were part of my church or, you know, you would get better blessings if you were following this rule. And instead I can just love people where they're at and see the beauty in all different lifestyles and different life choices. And it's, it's been amazing. And I, I'm hoping I can 
give that to my children, that they will grow up in such a way that they have more open mind and are able to love people more at the core of who they are rather than who they think they should be. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Like when I left the church, my entire beliefs like totally flipped to the other side, like about all of the major issues and like my definitely political leanings flipped to the other side. Like, Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, which is very interesting and it is like really weird how you go through that and you like have to process it yourself to figure out what you're going to teach your kids and like it's so funny because um, you know they talk about you know loving everybody in these churches whatever but that's not actually what happens and so it's definitely interesting how to shift like your mindset around okay, what does loving everybody actually look like um, for me and yes. how I teach that to my kids? A hundred percent. And it's, it can be overwhelming, but again, it's been freeing and so great to have the freedom to choose for myself and to do the research and to look at things from both sides because the church discourages any research that goes against what they teach. So being able to open it up, like I almost felt like there was a filter in my brain where I just ignored anything, you know, that didn't go along with the church teachings and being able to do those things and look into these hot topic issues and really figure out what I think is right and wrong. It's been amazing. Well, and your kids, obviously your oldest was like eight at the time that you kind of started going through this. What has that been like to try to explain to them as you're working through things yourself? You know, it's interesting because my kids are so young. There was, we did have to explain to them why, a little bit why we left. And what's interesting is to a kid, I thought it would be really complicated for them and really confusing, but it wasn't. What we decided is we came to them and my two eldest, because my other two were so tiny, they were four and two. They, they didn't understand but we changed my two Ellis were eight and six at the time. And what we decided to focus on at that time was the sexism in the church. We felt like that was something they could understand. It was something they could really grasp. Uh, because even when I was Mormon, I always said it, you know, girls can do anything boys can do and boys can do anything girls can do. And at the time I meant it. So now I see I didn't truly believe it. You know, I would have had an issue if my son wanted to wear a dress or, you know, in the church, my daughters couldn't hold the priesthood. So there wasn't, you know, they couldn't do everything a boy could do. And so when we sat them down and gave them these examples, you know, you know, in the Mormon church, they believe girls can't hold the priesthood. So girls can't be in leadership positions. Girls can never have a leadership position over a man. You know, they'll never have the final say in any choice. And, and we explained it to them at that level. And it was amazing the light switch that just flipped for both of them. And they were both like, yeah, that's dumb. Like, why wouldn't, why would we want to do that? And pretty soon after we told them, we actually went to a friend's baby blessing. And my daughter asked, she was like, well, why isn't the mom up there doing the baby blessing? Because it's all men that surround the baby and bless the baby in the church. And, you know, we had to reinstate like, well, in this church, you know, girls can't do that. It's not allowed. And I was actually my eight-year-old son at the time. He was like, yeah, that's dumb. We don't want to be part of this church. <laughs> and so, like, it was just for that innocence of childhood where I'm like, even as this young kid, they can look at that and be like, that's not right. Like, that's, that's not okay. And uh, it made me really proud of them and also a little disappointed that it took me so long to figure that out for myself and to recognize that wasn't okay. 
And I'm always having to give myself grace and be like, when it's all you know, when it's how you grow up and when there's the, the never ending threat of you'll lose everything. If you don't follow this church, you know, it, it kind of is a scare tactic and it keeps you in and it keeps you not questioning. But I'm glad that they are being raised hopefully in such a way where they're able to look at situations and see the issues and recognize them. <laughs> so hopefully they continue that as they get older. Yeah. It just goes to show though that like as children, we're not born with all of these judgments and everything that's put on us as we grow older. That's when we start learning things like sexism, racism, you know, all of these different mm-hmm. things. So we can definitely go through and we can, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately take that trauma that we had put on us and make those changes in the future generations that we see. Um, which I guess kind of leads me to uh, an interesting question. Like I know in the recent years, we've seen like this huge basically exodus from organized religion as a whole, um, which is also definitely leading to more political leanings to, you know, more of of things. And I think those two are connected, definitely. Um, What do you think? I mean, and like, how has um, leaving this religion impacted your thoughts on like organized religion kind of as a whole? You know, it's really hard. I feel very tainted because I had such a hard time in Mormonism and I feel like I carried so much trauma from Mormonism. I'm always having to remind myself that I haven't experienced other religions or been exposed to a lot of them. But for me, you know, it's, it's interesting because once I left everyone always, the first question they ask is, well, you still believe in Jesus, right? Or you still believe in God, right? Like somehow that will lessen the blow of, you know, I may not believe in Mormonism, but it's okay. Okay, I still have Jesus. And for me, once I realized how easily my feelings have been manipulated in Mormonism, it wasn't like, oh, well, this is a thing. It might be true. Like I believed it. Like I knew it. You know, use that phrase. I know this church is true. and when I realized the only proof religions have is feelings, you know, that's, that's it. They have the Bible, which is written however long ago, could be true, could be not true. It, it has its own issues. It has its own traumatic, awful stories involving women and slavery and other things and their feelings. And it just, it hit me that I couldn't return to an organized religion where all the proof I had was just, that it made me feel good because those feelings can be manipulated and can be guided to a certain way. And I've come kind of landed with spirituality that I follow my own gut. I kind of turn inward. I will never again allow someone to have the ability to speak what spirituality should be for me. I think it's a very personal thing and how you find that peace and how you find that comfort should be something you discover on your own and not told to you by anybody else. So as long as the organized religion is kind and <laughs> loving, literally and legitimately loving to everyone, and it, it brings peace and happiness to their life, good for that. But for me, it's not for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Spirituality has definitely taken on a different uh, role in my life. And I always tell people that like now, my church is the outdoors like I'll spend every Sunday like out hiking doing something outdoors Mm -hmm. that's where I feel the most connected to myself to the earth whatever 
um, to a higher being, whatever higher being that is. Um, so yeah, it's definitely interesting how you, your your feelings on spirituality usually turn in more to yourself <laughs> throughout that. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think it's interesting, especially like with Mormons leaving, they don't tend to go to another religion. And I do think it's because we were raised our entire life. This is the only true religion. It's, it's, it's it. It's in game. It's all there is. It's the best. And so when you realize Mormonism is a true and you felt that so strong, you definitely are realizing like, I can't, I can't just believe in something because it feels nice. You know, like that just doesn't work anymore. So I think that's very interesting seeing how people land after Mormonism. I feel like they usually go like the agnostic route or the atheist route. And I, sitting on the day, I'm, I'm in there somewhere. Yeah, I, yep, I'm the same way. Um, so I know that you said like going through your, your faith crisis and like, I definitely felt the same way with very, um, you know, lonely and very traumatizing in and of itself (laughs) isolating and all of those things so for those who are around people who you know they themselves may still be in the religion or whatever but they have a close family member friend anything like that that's going through a faith crisis how can they better support them no I love this question I think it's super interesting uh because it gave me a chance to reflect how my family and friends actually reacted and kind of like, you know, how I wish they would have. I think the number one thing is realizing how hard it is for that person who is leaving. Uh, there's, you know, when people leave Mormonism, they're suddenly allowed to, you know, dress immodestly. They're allowed to drink. You know, they can, they can choose to do all these things that were sins before. And it can look like a giant party on the outside. Like, oh, look at you getting your tattoo and look at you going out to bars and, oh, like, you're just out there having a good old time and I'm so hurt because you left this religion. And I don't think people realize how much pain and trauma comes from leaving and losing your entire belief system, your entire foundation that you built your life on. You know, I can look back and see so many choices I made as a Mormon that I definitely wouldn't have made now who I am. So I think number one is acknowledging pain. I know as a believing member, it's really hard to hear like your church fast or even facts about the church that maybe don't put it in a good light and so I know a lot of people are scared to even talk to people of less because like I don't want you hurting my faith I don't want you telling me things that are gonna you know hurt me but I think just acknowledging someone in the fact of like I'm so sorry that must be so hard that must be incredibly painful you know how can I support you no it doesn't change my opinion about you um and mean it because that's really hard I used to say those things and then I would still you know judge and it was just awful so just being there and being really understanding I think is really important acknowledging that pain and being a sounding board if you're in a position or in a safe place where you can be that way having a person just kind of vent it all out and say the good the bad the ugly um, all the feelings is really really helpful and lovely to have so if you are someone maybe who's never been Mormon and has a friend who's bleeding be that sounding board where they can just kind of word vomit everything on you because you are more of a safe place because you don't have that type that religion or those feelings that that person does. But going along with that, there's also a warning, which was interesting. I came in contact with this is uh, even though I was bashing the religion, even though I was like, I don't know if this is true. The minute the other person started like bashing on and be like, yeah, Mormonism sucks. I would put up those defenses. Like it, it's automatically built into still at that point. 
where if that other person starts being really negative about the church, you're going to build up a wall and you're going to be like, no, wait, no. I always, I always say it's like a family member. Like I can tease my brother, but the minute someone else does it, I'm like, hey, shut up. <laughs> you don't get to say that about him. So if you're going to be that sounding board, definitely tread carefully on how you speak about the religion because you don't want to push them back in by kind of being really negative or making yourself not a safe place anymore because they're worried about you being super negative towards the religion. So it's a balancing act for sure. But yeah, just being there hardcore and recognizing that pain, I think is great. And avoiding judgments is huge, huge. Because the person going through the faith crisis is already judging themselves. They are already dealing with so much shame and guilt going through that process. Like you do not need to put any more on them. I promise they feel it and they feel it hard and have cried themselves to sleep multiple nights over it. So, <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And I think it's like super funny that you say like you put up those defenses even when you yourself are like <laughs> kind of like laughing on it because like um, I said my, my ex-husband was not Mormon when I married him. And so, you know, like I made him, you know, talk to the missionaries and do all of the things and yep, whatever. Yep. And, and he blatantly told me like, cool, I've talked to them. Like, this is not vibing for me. Like, I'm not going to do this, whatever. Um, but then when I kind of started going through my own crisis, like I would come to him and talk to him through it. But he already like had his own negative views of it that he would say something. And I'd be like, like all of a sudden be like, okay, we can't talk about this because obviously yep, like, this yep. is too much for me right now <laughs> to be able to. Yes. So. yes, and I don't think people realize that because they feel like they're being supportive. Like, yeah, you're you're mad at it. Those things are wrong. But again, it's just those walls are so built into you. You just feel like you always have to be in defense of the church. So you have to be careful with that one a little bit with someone who's uh, questioning. <laughs> well, and it was definitely interesting for me um, like I got married so early and everything and I just expected my husband to tell me what to do with like literally my entire life and when he refused to do that I was like I don't know how to make decisions for myself I've always been told exactly how to be either by like my religion mm -hmm. my parents whatever so I have all this freedom and have no idea what to do with myself did you go through something similar like that? A hundred percent. There was so much panic. Like once I left, I was so excited, so happy. And then like a month later, I was like, oh, oh no. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am. I don't know what my goals in life are. I don't know what I need to be doing. Like I can't turn. Like you said, you can't turn to anyone and ask them, you know, as old people go to bishop or my husband or dad or these men who have special power with God and ask them, for additional assistance and when you don't have that anymore you're just like what do I do and I yeah I had panic attacks being like I don't know what I'm doing anymore I don't know how to raise children anymore I don't know who I am and it is it's the weirdest experience but at the same time it it was I'm glad I went through it it's very it's like a self-reflection like okay let's figure out who am I what do I believe what do I want and slowly I found myself gaining confidence which wasn't something I thought would be uh, a consequence of leaving Mormonism but it really was because especially as a woman in the church you're taught always turn to a priesthood always turn to a man to help you and make decisions even if that man is God you're still turning to a man and it made me very much a feminist and gave me so much self-confidence in myself being like no I am a woman 
woman, here you are. Like, I can do this. Like, I don't need no man. And it's, it's been very funny. My husband actually told me last night, we were joking. He's like, man, I should have used my pre-show power more when I had it. I could fight you on these things with it. And I was like, shut up. You're so dumb. But yeah, so it's, it's definitely. So <laughs> He's like, I missed an opportunity here to be in charge. I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> now you got so the funny. strong, confident me. It's so true, though. Like, I am a hard, hard feminist now. And, like, you know, I'm the confident mompreneur because I definitely went through that confidence journey, like, rediscovering myself and, like, being okay with my sexuality and whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it was was this whole thing. Um, But, yeah, I am a totally different, more confident, like, stronger woman after coming out of it, which is so interesting. Um, but also it's like, well, now I have the freedom to make my own choice to, you know, not have children, which is the choice that I, you know, has made. I have my one son and I will not be having more, which when I was growing up, I was always like, I'm going to be the stay at home mom with six children. <laughs> uh-huh, now I like, uh-huh. am in corporate America as this, you know, strong woman in finance and run multiple businesses and have one kid and I'm fine with this one kid. <laughs> like it's so so different (laughs) yeah yes it's it's a trip it's something i don't think people realize happens when you leave but it's it's hard and great (laughs) and i you know i'm glad that now i can raise my kids in a way that i feel like is true to myself and hopefully is helpful to them like i love being able to be like girls and boys do the same thing and you know we just went to disneyland and my son dressed as princess Tiana one day and it it wasn't a thing and none of my kids thought it was weird because boys and girls do the same things and I just I love it I'm like okay I can raise children now in such a way that I feel truthful to me and I'm not like putting on an act to teach Mm -hmm. them the things and say it's true even if it bothers me so it's great I love it I love it well I guess so my biggest question for you is what does the future look like for you like moving forward past everything You know, I think I'm so excited for the future and you, I'm trying to focus more on what I'm going to have because for so long after I left, it was what I was missing out on. And now I've moved into this space. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at everything I get to have now. Like even just the other day, I looked at my husband, I was like, hey, our kids don't have to go on missions. And it was like such an exciting thing for me. I'm like, I don't have to send them away to some country or maybe a scary situation for two years. Like they can just stay here and and be comfortable and choose what they want to do. And letting go of those limitations is so fascinating to feel like I can do anything and the future is mine. And I definitely moved into thinking about, you know, what do I want to do as a career because I was Mormon and my schooling wasn't important because I was supposed to be at home with the kids. And I never really thought about what I wanted to do. And, and now I'm like, I don't want necessarily to just be a home parent. Like I really want to be in a career I love and can make a difference in the world and help people and, it's been really, really great to be able to look at the future in such a different mindset. And, you know, I, right now where I stand, I don't know if there's an afterlife. I would like to think there is, but it's not like a for sure thing anymore. And that switch in mindset has really changed how I look at the future and being like, I don't know if I get anything after this. Like this time, this precious time is what I get with my family, with my kids. And it's given me such this joy and living and this desire to just live every moment as deeply and truly as I can because I'm not guaranteed just eternal forever with these people and it's just given me 
that point, that time, what am I trying to say? Giving me that opportunity to just really live in the moment and appreciate what I have. And it's honestly a better outlook for me than living in a way where I think I have forever. Like I get to enjoy the moments I have now. So I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I agree a hundred percent. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Mindy. Um, do you want to let us know where we can find you and all of your awesome content? Oh, sure. So I am on TikTok and Instagram, both as Mindy. So you can find me there. It's pretty easy. I do a little bit of YouTube. I want to get more into YouTube. I like the idea of doing a longer form video. That's uh, my life after Mormonism. We did and still do the family vlogging channel. So you can go look at those crazy white people on YouTube if you want to see what my family was. I got to see my kids. I'm putting out our Disneyland trip video. So that's been really fun. But yeah, I think that's all the social media. Come and hang out with me. I have a good time. I think I'm pretty funny. <laughs> she is very funny. So you'll always thank have you. Time with her. But thank you so much, Mindy. <laughs> No problem. Thank you for allowing me to be here. It's so great to be able to kind of speak out and build that community more and find people who relate. It's so nice. Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.